What's good, family? Welcome back to another episode of Talks with Dez. I'm sitting here with the one and only. The voice is not unfamiliar, none other than the, the, <laughs> the Marisha. You got anything yes, you want to say to the yes, folk? Stay blessed. And that's on what? Jesus. Well, I was going to say Mary had a little lamb, but oh, it's on it, Jesus, it, too. Mary had a little lamb. Amen. Say, Look, Jake, Meshach, and the Get it what you can get. Get it how you get it. Get it how you get it. Get it how you get it. You know that part? Listen, y'all, so much in this generation, so many times, on so many situations, we lack faith in God, but we'll have everything. We'll have faith in everything else but in God. We have faith in these flashlights when we turn our phones on, and we expect them, well, we don't expect them to do anything, but we know and we have faith that they'll light the way for us. Mm. But how often do we have that same faith in God? Right. When you're sitting outside in your cars and you look up at the stars, you see these bright little lights shining everywhere in the sky. And if you sat on that star and followed it to this exact direction, it would take you here. Mm-hmm. But it would only take you here because you have faith in that light. Listen, when you, if you have an older car and you know that it won't turn over and you keep trying to turn it over and turn it over and it ain't going, you have faith that your car is going to work. When you got right. in your car, you had faith that your car would work. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Bible says... In Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Mm. Okay? So it literally tells us what faith is. And let me get into in a different translation for mm-hmm. my folk that don't even understand. It says, in the New Living Translation, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Okay. It is evidence of things we cannot see. Right. And then if you go into the second verse, it says, through their faith, the people in days of old earned good reputation. Okay. Look at Sarah. Sarah was hey. able to conceive a child at her age because she had faith. faith. And how old you, was she? She was, she was old. Well up there. About 90 something. Look at Moses. He was able to split the Red Sea for the Israelites because right. he had what? Faith. Faith. All Look right. at David. David was, a, was able to slay Goliath because he had Faith. <laughs> if you look at Noah, when Noah built his ark, he built his ark by faith. faith. Right. You know, it was so many accounts of so many things. If you, if what was the scripture? Um, when Abraham obeyed God, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed God when God called him to leave home and go to another land. Right. It was faith that did that. Right. But how often do we keep that same faith? And you know what? I asked you that a while back. I said, how much faith do you need? The size of a mustard seed. And when I ask other people that, man, I need a lot of faith. I need a lot of faith. But when you get in your car and you hit that push to start. That's all Or I you do. turn your key. You don't That's even it. you don't even have faith because you know what's going to turn it. on. Don't because the faith is already there. Right. You only needed a little bit of it. Right. But when it comes to God, we won't even give God a little bit of faith because we can't see him. But let me go back to the first scripture. The first verse when it says faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Uh-huh. When we get in our car, we're hoping that it turns on, but the faith is not that strong because we already know it's very right. small. It's right. that faith the size of mustard seed. Right. But when we have, but when it comes to God, we don't even have hope that God would do anything for us. Mm. Why are we like that in this generation? Wow. But if we look back at the word and it talks about all these people that got through by faith, it was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. It was by faith, by faith that he was right. able to do that. Right. Faith. So where is our faith? How much mm-hmm. faith do you need? Sometimes you got to look over at your neighbor and say, how much faith, how do, much you faith need? do you need? I will say faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. But how long are we going to stay in that baby Christian stage? 
Like, when are we going to let our faith grow from the size of a mustard seed to the size of a mountain? Because I no longer have baby faith. Because I've grown and I've matured in my faith. So I know God got me through whatever. I don't have to just have faith the size of a mustard seed to know that my car is going to start. Because I know at the end of the day, God's got me. But you know what's crazy about faith? It starts with a little bit to have a lot. Right. When the people marched around the walls of Jericho, they only had a little bit of faith. They were waiting for the walls to fall, but it took time. Right. But their faith grew and they they gained that crazy faith. Right. Crazy faith. It was by what? Faith. Have and you if seen you, what a mustard seed grows And check things? this out. It says in the 31st verse. Now, this is what really threw my mind for a loop. Uh-huh. It says, it was by faith that Rahab, the prostitute, was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God. She had she had given a friendly welcome to the sites. It was by faith. By faith. Right. That she was not destroyed. Right. But where is our faith in God? In this generation, we lack faith on so many areas because we're waiting for everybody else to tell us what we should and should not do. We're putting our faith in everybody else's lives and we mm-hmm. get this job. Let me ask this person. Let me ask that person. Right. When we're going through things, let me go to this person. Let me go to that person. But when do you go to God? Right. And I know a lot of people like, oh, well, it's easier said than done. It's not easier said than done. Because if you can go to somebody with a carnal mind that'll tell right. you what you should do, that'll lead you in a bad spot, and you know that person says crazy things to you, but yet you go back to them, why don't we have that faith in God? Right. Because we don't know God. Mm. We yeah. know of him. Okay. Yeah. I know him because my grandma prays to him. Right, right, right. I know right. him because I went to church. Right. But I don't know him for myself. Right. Why don't we know God for ourselves? Because we don't we take the time, the time to get to know God. Right. Because we cannot see him. Mm. So we lack faith. Mm-hmm. Facts. You can't see in the dark when you're walking to your room to the bathroom at night. But guess what? You have faith that you'll make it there. And nothing will stop you. Uh-huh. But where's that faith in God? We can't see the wind. But we still have faith. Uh-huh. You ever seen your brain? I haven't. I ain't never but seen I have my faith brain. That it's there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my daddy always says you got faith when you turn on the light switch. You don't know what's happening yeah, behind that, that thing. Talk about it. You don't know what's going on in the walls. All you know is you're gonna turn that light switch on and you expect what? Your light faith. to come on. Right. So really people don't even know the definition of faith. Because y'all like it's like it's this whole religious thing when no, really, we have faith when we do everything. Another thing he always says is you got faith that that chair is going to hold you up when you sit in it. Okay. You don't think twice before you sit down. You just plop down on that chair and just expect it to hold you up. Faith. When I thought about this message, I said to myself, why exactly do we lack faith in God? Like, honestly, think mm. about it to yourself, Des. What are some of the things that you lack faith in God? Because when I got in my car... It was a different type of faith because I felt comfortable in my car. Right. I was able to position myself to drive my vehicle. Right. Right. I aligned myself with my car. Talk about but it. But I struggled aligning myself with God. Okay. Because I wasn't able to get comfortable in the way that I wanted to get comfortable in. I wasn't able to position myself. Go on then. But when I <laughs> sat back and I looked at it. In the will of God, it's not positioning yourself to make God fit your life, but it's aligning yourself with God. You better preach. So it's like when you're driving down the road, I look at it on the lines of I have to position myself and align myself to stay in these lines and be obedient. Because if I start swerving, I'm going to hit somebody. 
If I go too fast, I'm gonna get pulled over. Okay. So I have to be mindful, and I gotta be mindful to keep the faith. I gotta have faith that this car is gonna do what I want. Oh, y'all ain't hearing him. Shut up. Oh, y'all not hearing him. Go ahead. I don't know <laughs> if my car's gonna turn off. I don't know if somebody's gonna hit me, but I have faith when I get in my you car. You keep driving. Keep on keeping you on. You gotta keep on. And when they say, you know, you gotta drive for yourself and everybody else, that's the word. Right. And a lot of times you're like, yeah, because people drive crazy. No, it ain't that people drive crazy. It's just that you got to have faith when you drive because you could be driving and minding your business and the drunk driver hit you. Y'all go ahead but and pause this. Go ahead and pause it, rewind it, and listen again because I don't think y'all hearing him. Y'all got to hear this again. You are preaching. Go on with your bad self. <laughs> Stop laughing. It's no, seriously. Crazy. Seriously. Wow. I have been dwelling on this message for a long time. Seriously, even like you gotta you gotta position yourself in the car. You don't yes. position, you position yourself in the car. Position, align yourself in the line. You get your mirrors right. Set you get your mirrors together. But when we go on in life, we just like to go. We, we just, just like get up go. and go, go any which way, any which direction, and then we get confused when we're lost. It don't make no sense. You get in the car, you align yourself, and if you stop going in the middle of the highway, you're going to crash. Let me ask you a question. Since we're sitting in the car right now, right. are you comfortable? Yep. You're positioned. Uh, you're positioned. aligned. I'm aligned. You can see out your mirrors. Sure can. If anybody walk up, you can see them coming. I will see them. But when you're in the will of God, are you positioned? Are you comfortable? Or are your Ooh. mirrors ready? Are you looking out for the enemy at all costs? What is that scripture? The Bible says somewhere in, in the Bible, it talks about how um, the enemy will come into your life like a lion prowling and mm, waiting to mm -hmm. devour you. Yep. If you allow that enemy to devour you, he will every Ooh. time. But the enemy will devour you if you don't have faith. If your mirrors are not positioned and you are not positioned in your car or in the will of God and comfortable to be able to accept God and have that type of faith, you'll get attacked every time. Every and you'll be shocked time. because you won't see it coming. And why won't you see it coming? Because you're not positioned. Y'all, he is preaching. <laughs> I don't even need to be here. You got it. He is preaching for real. Look, I went through so much this week. And you know why I went through so much this week? Because I did not position myself in God. Talk when I about made it. the statement that I made at work, I did not have my review mirrors and myself positioned to pay attention to who I was around when I said what I said. And because of that, I allowed the enemy to come into my life like a lion and try to devour me. Notice I said try because the Bible talks about how no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And if no weapon formed against us shall prosper and we go around saying that saying, we have faith in that word. I have hope that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So you can talk to me crazy if you want to, but it's not going to stick. You can call me what you want, but it's not going to stick. You can try to get me, but it's not going to stick. Why is it not going to stick? Because no weapon formed no against weapon. me shall prosper. And if you continue reading to the book of Romans, it tells us how not to tell people that we're going to get them back if that's the last thing we do. And a lot of times when we're unpositioned in life and we're lacking faith, we're, we start to get fearful. Right. We start to fear things. Everything starts to bother us. Why, why are you afraid? Why are you so antsy? Why is this and why is that? Because that person lacks faith. Right. They lack faith in their self. I did a Bible plan a while back that says the um the fuel that destroys depression it said that we have to have faith. Mm. You gotta have faith in your future. And if there's facts. no hope if what is that saying? I'm probably gonna screw this up. But if there's no hope in your future, I'm gonna say there's no faith in your present. Okay. 
Because if you don't have hope for what, and it's the same thing, faith and hope is the same thing. But if you don't, if you don't speak life into yourself and you, if you want to be a millionaire, you're not going to walk around with a broke mindset. Right. You're going to walk around with the mindset that you're going to be a millionaire. You're going to say, I'm going to be a millionaire. And that's just that. One day I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going right. to be a millionaire. You had hope for your future that you'd be a millionaire. But you right. have to have faith in your present. Right. If there's no power in your present, there's no hope in your future. That's the same. Wow. Where's your power? You don't even know. This was this Where's word was for me tonight. And then you got to remind yourself to keep the faith. Keep the faith. Because that goes with Romans, what is it, uh, 12 and 19 that says uh, not to seek revenge and allow God to do it. You got to keep the faith. Because once you fall out of your faith and you start acting on revenge and start getting people back, you get mad when God gets you back. But mm. God literally says, do not tell somebody that I'm going to get you back if that's the last thing I do. Right. Allow me to seek revenge. Right. You got to keep the faith. Right. You cannot allow people to pull you out of your character and make you lose your faith because it's easy to lose our faith. Mm. And I know people's like, no, it's not. Once you have faith, you always have it. That's cap. I'm calling cap. Oh, I'm calling cap. Because you can lose your cap. faith. <laughs> I've been in situations where I've lost my faith. Like, you know what? I'm not going to get out of this. Oh, my God. I, I, I shouldn't have been here. Blah, 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 blah. I lost my faith because I knew really that God would bring me out and look really at me. It's really easy to do it, too. It really is really easy. Like even like when I say this word is for me, and it's, you know, they say if you know better, you do better. Uh -huh. And it's I know better, and I still don't do better because I find myself in seasons where it's almost like I don't feel worthy to even present myself to the Lord, or like I feel like I need to gather myself up before I can present myself to the Lord. Even though the Bible says, "Come as you are," even as much faith as I do have that God is going to continue to bring me through. I still allow myself to get comfortable in life. I don't position myself. I don't align myself. And then I'm confused when every, like I feel blindsided and I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not moving anywhere. But what you was just saying, you have to position yourself. We get in the car, we position ourselves. We position our mirrors. We align ourselves in the lines. I ain't been doing none of that. And then I'm sitting here confused. Why am I not where I want it to be? Because you haven't been doing what you're supposed to do. This was for me tonight. <laughs> this this was like, I'm really sitting here about to cry. Can I pull it around full <laughs> circle though? Pull it around full circle. Go ahead. My dog, she passed away. Uh, I say she's my dog, but I only met her a few times. Her name was uh, Joyce Rogers. She was, um, wow, she was a giant slayer. If you know who she is in the Church of God in Christ, if not, look her up on YouTube. Joyce R Joyce Rogers. Joyce L. Rogers. Look her up. She preached a sermon on the giant slayer. You know who the giant slayer is, right, Marisha? No. David. Oh, Dave, yeah, in the Bible. Mm -hmm. David had faith. He did. Now, Goliath pulled out a sword ready to fight. But here's the thing about David, though. David had a crazy faith because mm -hmm. David ran up to the Philistines ready. Mm -hmm. And they looked at him crazy like, what is this dude about to do? He reached in his pocket and he pulled out a stone. Mm -hmm. And his little slingshot. Okay. <laughs> a stone and a slingshot. slingshot. But that stone wasn't just any stone. That stone was a rock. Mm-hmm. And not just the rock that you'd find, but the rock of salvation. That was an ordained stone. Okay. <laughs> and the Bible talks about how when David 
used the slingshot and he slayed Goliath that the stone went through his head. Mm. And and David David when David went far, he cut his head off. Mm. But the more of it was is that David, this little tiny guy, and right. this giant Philistine, Goliath, right. Right. he was able to slay that giant and became a giant slayer. So I want to ask you, are you a giant slayer in your life? Do you have that type of faith? Do you even have faith? Where is your faith? Look at your neighbor and say, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Seriously. You got to keep the faith. And you got to right. realize that whatever you got on your body, God's going to work it out. Period. That's just that. And when I, when I say whatever you got on your body, I mean whatever weapons God has blessed you with to be able to slay that giant in your life. It doesn't matter if it's a pencil. It doesn't matter if it's a pen. It doesn't matter if it's... It doesn't matter what it is. Right. But, but God has forget, given you the weapon to be able to slay your giant. Let's not forget that the Bible also says that the word of God is sharper than a double-edged sword. And it is. And it is. The armor of God combined with your weapon, i.e. the Bible, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. It and just that can't. makes me go on further to even talk about David because David's faith was so strong <laughs> because he had God's word in his heart. Right. And the Bible talks about that. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart. He right, knew what right, he was right, capable right. of because he had faith in God. Right. And not only that, even Jesus, um, Jesus was tempted, but he mm -hmm. never fell to temptation. Mm -hmm. He never fell to temptation because he stayed prayed up. And he had faith. Now, uh, we, us, we go through life every day and think that we can pray every blue moon or every Christmas and Easter and that we just going to be good. Jesus never fell to temptation because he stayed prayed up. But you know what's crazy, though? We live in a world where we're going to constantly make mistakes. And I know a lot of people's like, well, oh, my God, I make mistakes every day. We all make mistakes every day. We all curse. Right. We all drink. We all probably smoke weed. We probably having sex before marriage, doing all types of things that we know that we should not be doing. But at the end right. of the day, we have to understand that there's a process in the will of God. And okay. God doesn't want us to come to him perfect because if we're right. perfect, there's no reason for us to need God. Right. God wants us to come to us and I'm in the middle of our mess. God don't want you perfect. God wants you broken. Let me work on you. Right. You love me with your weed smoking self. Right. You leave me with your alcoholic. You love me with your alcoholic self. Right. What's the scripture say? His strength is made perfect in our weakness. There it is. So why would we think that we can get ourselves together and then because, go to God? Because like I said at the beginning, society and right. this generation, right. social media teaches that, that she teaches us that when you become a Christian, that you got to be perfect. Right. I don't want nobody here to think that when you become a Christian, you got to be perfect. It's a lie. So what you still smoke weed? You going through the process. So, <laughs> so what you drinking? You going through the process. But don't right. keep doing it. You got to make a habit of stop. I used to smoke every single day, multiple times a day. I don't smoke nowhere near as much as I did. Yeah. Nowhere near as much as I did. It's a process. Right. You can't just take yourself off when a person's smoking cigarettes. They don't just stop out of nowhere. They mm -hmm. wing themselves off. Let me just let this pack last me for a week. Right. Let me let let me just smoke these last five cigarettes. Right. And you have to replace your bad habits with good ones. Or you every time you get bored or in that situation, you're going to go back to your you same bad habits. You're going to fall to those temptations. Right. So it, it's even simple stuff. And I've told you this before. As simple as when I start to feel my little emotions and feel like I might be getting a little depressed. I Literally as simple as, now God, these are not your emotions. These feelings are not of God. Don't even let me go there. 
because you know your mind is a really dangerous place and it'll have you wandering i just start talking to god god this these feelings are not of you i'm not even gonna let my mind take me there and deceive me and let me believe that one thing is the next because i can assure you i am so far from where i used to be and do you know why you're able to do that in your stitch in your situations because you still have faith there it is. Stay with faith. Stay with faith. Yep. That's what it is. Yep. It's faith. Yep. Yep. Faith. When we realize that it's not us that keeps us going, but it's really God. You know, a lot of people think me, me, me. And, you know, I'm the only one who brought myself out of that situation. And when nobody else was there for me, I had me. When nobody well, was there for me, you. God had me. You giving yourself all this credit when it was God that had was, you. When nobody had me, God had me. What is me. that song by Dorinda? It says, I am still here. Mm -hmm. It's by the grace mm -hmm. of God. Period. And she said, when I look back over my life and I see all the things. She talks about what God has done for her. Mm. Heartache, pain, trouble. Mm-hmm. I have to tell God, thank you every day for his grace and his mercy. Listen. For his grace that has kept me. You bring me to another point. I'm going to walk all over this Bible because if you know me, you know I love to I'm read. Screaming. The Bible talks about how in the book of Joshua, Joshua told the Israelites to place stones around the Jordan River. You remember that story? You ever heard that story? Tell me a little bit more. He told them to place stones around the Jordan River in remembrance of God. Uh-huh. And I know that in today's time, if we pull it to today's generation... My stones, like when I talk about my car and how much I love my car, people's like, oh, you taught yourself a Christian. You shouldn't idolize your car more than God. My car is the love of my life. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> because everything that I went through in my life, all the money I saved for all the jobs that I worked at, I used as stones mm. to help go put into my mm. car. Mm -hmm. From the equipment for, in my trunk, I have all of the stuff that I used to change my tires. Um... You know the work that I had on my old car. Your old car, yep. For yep. my old changes, everything that you could possibly get done to your car, I kept on me. That's a stone in my trunk. Mm. When I get into my car and I see little things that I took from my old car, they're stones to me. On my keychain, I have a wet and wild thing from my old job. That's a stone because mm -hmm. it's a remembrance of what God brought me through at that job. Right. You know, it's the small right. things in life. When I used to get in my old car and even though it was raggedy as I'll get out, I used to touch the dashboard and everybody could say, I'd say, thank you, Jesus. Right. Because my car was my stone. It was a milestone for me. It was something that God did for me. So when I started feeling down in my life, I had to go back to that word. Mm -hmm. I thank God in remembrance of you. Right. And not in no person, but I thank God in remembrance of you as far as my car, as far as my phone, as far as the clothes on my feet, as far as the, um, the clothes on my feet, the shoes on my feet, <laughs> the clothes on my body, yeah. the glasses I wear, my job. I'm constantly thanking God because it's the little things that keep me grounded when I start lacking that faith, when I start falling out of faith, right. when I start losing sight of what God has for me. I have to remind myself of my faith by right. these stones that I have placed in my life in remembrance of God right my faith 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 I feel like we always talk about it's always faith and position it is it's always faith and position so can I jump back a little bit go ahead I want to say to everybody your relationship with God is your relationship with God. Don't look at nobody else's relationship and try to compare it to them. You won't hear God the same way somebody else hears God. Facts. 
God that's, might that's, speak to you strictly through his word. Right. God might speak to you through other people. Right. God might speak to you through yourself. Mm. You might minister to yourself. Right. God speaks to people in different ways. But what I, re what I do want you guys to do is to position yourself. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible also talks about how when you make God approve risk, even your enemies will shake your hand. Mm. And I don't know about y'all, but I want to shake some hands with some of my enemies. Yeah. Especially if it's God approved and he set that up. Come on and shake my hand. Because mm -hmm. you ain't got no choice but to shake my hand. Right. And what does he say? God, uh, God prepares the table before me in the presence of thine enemies. And that's the truth. So if you don't have no enemies, ain't no table to be set. Well. So don't get mad when you got enemies. Well. Thank God for them. Well. Sometimes thank you got to look at your haters and say thank you. Thank Okay, thank you, because you don't even know what you're about to do. Simply because you sitting in my presence hating me, God is about to bless me and elevate me. Well. You got to say thank you. You got to look you at your haters say and say you. thank you. You do. Because if you didn't have any haters. <laughs> God wouldn't have nothing to do for you. You got to, you, you got to thank you your shake haters. Who's hand you got no enemies? Who's hand you going to shake? Not your so-called friends. But that's a whole different topic. We're not even going to go into that one. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes your family can be your haters. Don't get me started. <laughs> sometimes the closest people in your life can be your haters. Don't get me started. When I got my car, everybody was more happy for me than I was for myself. That's how I knew I had real people in my life. Mm. I was just happy to get a new car. But, Des, you should be happy. Do you know what you went through with your old car? Right. My friends know they were in situations where we had to push that SUV because that bad boy wouldn't start. Get to the destination <laughs> and park it, and they finally want to start up. I had my engine go out on me, my radiator go out, my transmission go out, my thermostat go out. <laughs> I done popped the tire so many times on that car, let's and not, I wasn't even driving nowhere. Let's not even talk about the times you locked the keys in the car. Locked my keys in the car so many times, <laughs> I can't even count it. But I had but that's faith. that's okay. You did. You did. I had faith in that car, and I knew that God would elevate me eventually, but I had to what? Have, keep, the faith. keep the faith, keep the faith. You did. You you had a lot of faith in that car. When I tell you, I said, why you don't just go get I a new one? I remember when I used to start that car for my first like, is it gonna start? It's gonna start up. Just give it a minute. <laughs> just give it a minute. It's gonna start up. And it did. He always came through. I say he because I named my car Leroy. Old faithful. He said, why you name him Leroy? Because he was old. Old faithful. Old faithful. I said, Desmond, why you don't just go get a new car? It won't time I yet. Have, God was teaching me faith. He was. He was. It wasn't. It was not time yet. One of my friends, she would get in her car. Every time she got in the car, she would pray over her engine. Actually, she would be. <laughs> she said one time, every time I didn't pray, my car didn't start. Jesus. I would have to sit back and say a prayer. I would have to remember I didn't say my prayer. Now, then I would have to start my car. Have to start it. <laughs> it just takes a little prayer to kickstart our faith. But y'all, yep. I just want you to know, find your relationship with God. Find out what works for you. But do not pay attention to what society says. Just because you just met God doesn't mean you have to drop everything that you used to do. You got to try God like you try these drugs. And I tell people that. <laughs> it's the truth. You don't just start out smoking 10 blunts on your mm. first time. You don't start out drinking 10 shots 
unless you're a fool. You don't start out going crazy. You got to give God a little bit. Let me give God my finances or let me give God my attitude or let me try this faith thing that Dad's and Marisha is talking about or let me try to just say thank you to God. Start out small and just start realizing that when you involve God in your everyday life, he starts to move. Yes, yes, yes. There was a scripture and I had to go to it. I had to go to it. But it talked about um, it was from the book of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it was. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, what scripture was it? Wow. Isaiah 43 and 2. Mm-hmm. It says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers... They will not sweep over you. Mm. When you walk through the fire, Mm. you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Let me break it down for you so that we can understand it in today's time. When you pass through waters, you ever been in the pool and you squat down so the water can get over your shoulders and it starts splashing your face and all Uh you got to do is stand up. God says, I will be with you. So sometimes when we go through deep waters in our lives, all we got to do is stand up. Stand up. Why? Because God is with us. What Peter do? He had what he had to do, reach for God's hand. That's all he had to do. All he had to do, all he had to do initially, actually, was keep the faith. It's when he lost faith and started listening to the world that he started to drown. And all he had to do what? Stand up and grab God's hand. That's all he had to do. And then it says this, and when you pass through rivers, they will not sweep over you. You ever been in a river that curves have been so strong and it's just been too much? Sometimes we'll go through shifts in our lives where things will just get too heavy on mm. us and we just can't bear it anymore. Mm. But God says, they will not sweep over you. Why? Because I will be with you. Right. So when we go through these crazy shifts in our life, we've got to remind ourselves that we will not be swept over. Right. And then it says, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Mm. You ever been through a situation that was so hard for you that mm-hmm. you felt like you wasn't going to make it, but then you came out of it and you woke up that next day and you're like, God, I thank you for getting me out of that. Like Shay Jack, Meshach, and the Billy Goat. Hello? They was in that fire and they came out. What did it say? They came out, they didn't even smell like smoke. Did not. Their clothes weren't even cinched of smoke. You couldn't even tell that they was in a the fire. They came out and the people said there was a fourth guy in there with you. Jesus. It's amazing. And all you have to do is have faith. You got to have faith that God will pull you out of that water. You Mm got to have faith that those waters will not sweep over you. You got to have faith that when you walk through the fire that you will not burn. You have to have faith. So look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Neighbor, keep the faith. Keep the faith. Neighbor, neighbor, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Neighbor, neighbor, how much faith do you need? How much faith? do you need how much faith do you really need how much faith do you really need all you need is faith the size of a mustard seed to start out with Um, to start out with because that mustard seed don't stay that small it does grow and they grow into large trees look at your neighbor and say keep the faith keep the faith and that's all we got y'all we out just keep the faith peace